commence primary ignition. This is Star Wars. Look out! You may fire when ready. From the bright center of the galaxy, I'm Grex Combat, and you're listening to Core World News, your Hornet news show for in-depth coverage of all the latest stories from around the galaxy. Here's your new segment rundown for November 8th, 2019. Kyber Crystal Comics Corner. The Resistance Recap. Reading Raftar. But first, articles in Time and Vanity Fair make clear there's a new keeper of Princess Leia. And Dave Filoni is on the rise. Now for your host, Ben, Grant, and Adam to discuss. Thank you, Grex. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks. Welcome again to Core World News, where uh, we are excited. We're uh, collected in person. Mm -hmm. We're not scattered around the galaxy this week. We are together um, on the mothership. And uh, yeah, very exciting. Very exciting. I missed you all. I missed you all. A unified rebellion. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Um, so, uh, yeah, so two awesome pieces of journalism this yeah. week. Yeah. Um, I'll throw the titles real quick just so people know where to find them. Perfect. Yes, please do. Uh, so we have uh, the time. Uh, we'll go with Billy Lord's article first here, which is uh, Billy Lord on Becoming the Keeper of Princess Leia, uh, obviously written by Billy Lord in, in Time magazine yeah. and on time.com. You can find it there. Um, and then the other article we're discussing is Anthony Bresnikin's article on Vanity Fair, which is titled The Time George Lucas Asked a Guy from Pittsburgh to Join Him and Rule the Galaxy. Yeah. So you can find those there. <sighs> Sorry, that, that headline, that second headline makes me sad yeah. every time. because I'm like, I, I'm a guy from a random place, too. <laughs> I know. I like Star Wars. <laughs> but then well, you watch Dave Filoni and you're like, all right, fine, I get it. But were you I an animation it. director on right. Avatar The Last Am- Who's Airbender? Who's to say I wasn't? Last Airbender. <laughs> Prove that I wasn't. <laughs> Prove that I wasn't. That was the difference. But sure. I mean, other than the fact that like he had the mm-hmm. credentials, like he was in animation and was mm-hmm. doing like fantastic work yeah. and he's obviously a singular talent. Like the story went like like we're dreaming about right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. He met him, there was no rigorous like uh there's vetting a casting process, vetting process. Or, yeah. He's just like George is like, You're the guy. I yeah. know you're the guy yeah. and like already just started nuts and bolts from their first meeting. Which once again, if you wanna like have a discuss I know we were gonna talk about Billy Lord first, we'll get around there for a second. I I fully. No, we're talking about this now. I fully own this derailment, but um, the fact that like that just proves George Lucas's genius again, right? Like to be able to not yeah. have to go through this giant vetting process and pick a person who is so George Lucas, right? And like in a good way, and figured out right. kind of what what is the essence of Star Wars. It's really kind mm-hmm. of amazing the story. Yeah, and George talks about how he he immediately was uh, gravitated to Dave Filoni because he was a good listener. Yeah, he was, uh, and he was always creative, and so it's like perfect fit for an apprentice you know yeah a lot to learn there but that was the crux of it is and i mean a great quote like really like lucas did a good job by stepping away i hope he's always involved Me too. but like yeah. now the like mythos of lucas is coming out a lot more and it's much more powerful when it comes from other people and not necessarily um he himself but this quote was like he's like everyone you know in an interview wants to impress somebody and they try to yeah. impress somebody right. he's like but you just listen and he's like you don't realize that's very impressive in and of itself and um, you know pretty pretty cool words yeah. pretty impressive words it's it's interesting right because I feel like I remember when I heard that George Lucas was was stepping away and that Disney was taking over uh, my initial reaction was mixed I was excited because I knew that would mean immediately we get more movies and that didn't seem like that was necessarily going to happen with Lucas at right. the helm um, but then I was just like this is this was the maker right like he should be involved and now the more I hear about the background, I wonder how much Lucas was, this is like my time, right? Because I have I have Kathleen Kennedy, who has been with me for a long, long time and knows how to run the business end of it, knows how yeah. to keep things afloat. 
and I have my spiritual, like, you know, uh, secondary, right? Like, I have this person who gets Star Wars. And he felt like yeah. this is that time of, like, I'm getting up there in age. I want to do other stuff. I want to be able to give the charity. Let's, this is a good time to pass it, right. you know, pass it along to two people I really trust. So, Yeah, and there's just a great story surrounding Dave Filoni. I mean, like, we all know his story. He, he met with George as a young man in animation yeah. and, and yeah. developed the Clone Wars with him. And he's just been through the Jedi trials. He's learned the hero's, you know, the, the monomyth and the hero's journey from George. I mean, this is, right. we couldn't ask for a better person to be, be at the helm of, of maybe the next trilogy or the next wave of Star Wars, you know, live action storytelling. Yeah. And so I think, without a doubt, I feel like Dave Filoni is 100% going to be involved with you know storytelling going forward and even in the article i believe kathy's quoted that she, she is. has gone to dave for every you know story choice they've made she's gone to dave and gotten his consensus on on that on what they're what yeah. they're saying yeah. the overlying messages and and know how that story choice works with the over overarching they literally refer to him as the chosen one yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it's like kind of funny <laughs> but also accurate yeah. it's like he has the like you know, mind of the the story group with like the you know vetting of George Lucas right. and like the you know the production administrative prowess of Kathleen Kennedy. He's a superhuman. It really gave a very interesting idea of what the kind of hierarchy is at yeah. Lucasfilm, where it's like it's probably Kathleen, Kathleen Kennedy who then runs everything by Filoni from a like does this fit mm, with the right. Star Wars ethos. Yeah. Yeah. And She's then the story group. And then once too, but yeah. that's the thing. I feel like once she gets the okay from Dave right. Filoni, she goes to the story group who are more like, let's fact check all of this. Does this fit in? Because yeah. Dave Filoni is like big ideas guy, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And the story group are more like, what's canon? Like right. what is like will this violate anything yeah. that's happened right, before? Right, exactly. Well, I think they want someone with such a strong understanding of the essence of Star Wars yes. to be calling the shots in the moment on set. Mm-hmm. Like he is the perfect person to be the next director for these next films. I mean, if Ryan Johnson and him want to write the next films, I'm fine. I would love that. That would be yeah, yeah. that would be probably the best outcome. But um, I mean, Grant, you said he's going to direct one of the next. I think he. Ha- I think yeah. he will. I think Ryan will probably write the next movie. And I think Dave will probably direct the next. If if I, if we get anything out of the next trilogy, not anything, but one thing I'd really want to see in the next trilogy is three unique directors: it's right. Ryan Johnson and then Dave Filoni, and a third. And we'll talk about that third a little later. But right. I feel like that to me is Star Wars. Like to me, I grew up with yeah. you get you get three distinct, and that's I I'm so excited that JJ is back for Episode Nine, and yeah. I think it makes sense based on yeah. kind of how everything happened with directors. Yeah, but it, part of me is bummed that we're not getting three different visions. We're getting right two. two. Yeah. Um, I'm trust me. I'm very excited about the, and yeah. I'm very happy with it. But we need him to land. To me, plans. Star Wars is always like you have one story written by kind of you know you know counseled by this group and then directed three different visions through it. But I feel like you know Dave Filoni is being groomed to do this right. Like he was right. he was involved with Clone Wars. He was writing. He was directing. Now he's directing an episode of The Mandalorian. Right, the, the pilot. Yeah, was, the was pilot. Right, that's like I, I thought so, but I didn't want to overstep. Yeah, and Favreau was interviewed in this article as well. Yeah, that's right. Um, and we also know that Kathy has been sending Dave to the the set of, to all the sets of all the new sequel trilogy movies. Yeah, and probably the the standalone films as well. Sure. To just learn the process of live action directing, and I feel like he's he's with the Mandalorian. We'll see how that pilot goes. I'm sure it's incredible. I've been reading the reviews. I was so about to say, based on the amazing. early reviews, yeah, yeah everyone's going it's, bonkers. I'm a little nervous from <laughs> overhype, but it seems like yeah. everyone, even people who wrote like I don't like the biggest Star Wars fans in the in the early reviewers said I really like this, and then the people who even aren't Star Wars fans saying like this is objectively good. <laughs> this isn't my thing, but like from an objective level, it is yeah, a good, well-plotted, well-directed thing. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
and we'll be talking about that next week. Actually. Yeah. We, might as well just mention it now. We're uh, going to just do a Mandalorian episode next week, and then we'll probably be doing standalone uh, Mando yeah. episodes here to four. I think so. Yeah, I'm going to be dedicated, yeah. Yeah, dedicated episodes just for the Mandalorian. I fly, crazy. I fly out to the West Coast from the East Coast on Tuesday, and I'm yeah. flying Southwest, and I'm going to pay for the extra special um, uh, Wi-Fi, hoping I can actually oh, stream. Because yeah. I may <laughs> watch that episode six times in a row <laughs> on, the whole, on the flight. Yeah, That's awesome. Repeat. Yeah, repeat. you can look for us. I mean, we try to be pretty consistent to come out on Fridays. Obviously, it, it, uh, it's, it comes at di- different times. But um, you can look for us from here all the way until... Uh, you know the rise of Skywalker yeah. to be coming out on Fridays because yeah uh, that's when this uh, these episodes are coming out. Yeah, so. they drop on Friday except for the first one, which is Tuesday, and they're dropping the one the week of the rise of Skywalker on the 18th, which is a Wednesday because they don't want to interfere with their own <laughs> yeah. movie. Yeah, they don't want to <laughs> step on their own movie. Yeah. They're like, hey, one thing at a time. And that'll be the penultimate episode of the season, and then the week after will be the the last episode of the season yeah. after the rise. Of Skywalker. Like, I'm my I'm in. I'm an eight-year-old in a candy store yeah. right now. I'm yeah. so happy. I've been so focused on Rise of Skywalker that I keep forgetting that the Mandalorian's coming. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I, like, I have like literally a countdown on my phone about Rise of Skywalker, and then like right. it snuck up on me, and I'm so yeah, excited. It's next week. Yeah. Um, I think I mentioned, or I think I kind of had this thought form before we talked about, but I feel like I made this this reference that I feel like Dave Filoni is like Django Fett to or it's like Boba Boba <laughs> to Django Fett, which is like this this unaltered clone, right? And oh, I'm right, and I mean, I mean like, this. And Lucas is Django. It's Django, yeah. and I mean this in the best <laughs> possible way. Oh, yeah, and yeah, like and like, like Kathleen is just like I guess would they make her Aura sing? I don't know, but like Lama like, Sue, Lama Sue, who's just like oh, I found this person who completely gets what Star Wars is, but I can get him so that he can play with the system within the system right like i feel like and i don't even mean that in a bad way but the like emperor. this Kathleen yeah the emperor, the emperor. In, in a good way like she gets stuff done and can rule the galaxy but i feel like this idea of like being able to train someone yeah. lead someone who has that ability but also teach him to play nice in the larger system yeah, yeah. i i mean i have this fantasy that we have uh, Filoni and Lucas sort of together even if it's like Lucas is a shadow arm of like yeah. Filoni's script writing but they work they really create a, a bulk of this content yeah. here before especially for features and then yeah we get all star directors to come in and, and project their vision and sort of transform it but I, I think the superpower for Filoni is that he like you said Grant he, he's got the essence of Star Wars yeah. he's able you know with we, we saw it in the Clone Wars and we saw it in Rebels and we see it in Resistance now even though it's for a different you know a new uh, a new group of um, Star Wars fans you know yeah. really targeted to bring people in he knows how to like sprinkle like Star Wars dust over everything right. and it's yeah. just like it appeals to different people it has the core message it follows uh, Campbell's Hero of a Thousand Faces yeah. but it also it's just like the little details it's like a helmet that was like a callback to a different time that makes sense because a certain character knew a thing you know like that's the stuff that I just it's it just he, steeped in lore and uh, and that's what I, how I love my Star Wars he's figured out what to do what I hear so many questions to long-standing Star Wars fans is like how do I introduce Star Wars to my kids to yeah. my my nephews my nieces how do I introduce it to the next generation which our generation is just like watch it you'll love it right yeah, which yeah, is yeah. not the best way like yeah, if true. you show a, a seven-year-old a new hope I hate to break it to you they're not going to connect with Star Wars unless they're a very special child 
because really? I think so because they're trained with new media and how new media mm. is expressed. Like fast cuts, fast right, cuts. Right, like it, right, their right. brain is literally functions in a different way yeah. than our brains. Tell did. me in a minute and a half, Max. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Like so, and I feel like Dave Filoni has figured out how do wow. you like pull these yeah. people in to be like, oh, you love this Rebels. Here's this one little reference to now. Don't you want to go? And then they'll go watch A New Hope and really appreciate it because there's all these interconnected. Like, oh, that's from this yeah, episode. That's right. from this. And right. That's and we've seen some of that in, the res- in Resistance as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it's great. It's like, very well done. there's all like today. Uh, well, we're going to do resistance recap and talk yeah, about it, but like Kragen's chest armor. <laughs> yeah, 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 I was yeah. just like, is that Mandalorian? <laughs> yeah. What is yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. I've seen that symbol painted on his, and yeah. it's something. It's yeah, right. yeah. going to tie to something and like yeah. somewhere yeah. like Filoni's like, hee, hee, hee. It's just like, yes, it does tie somewhere and it's super cool and you're going to love it. And yeah, he's just really yeah, good at, at it's just like, the, it's like the fairy dust that like makes it actually start, you know, Star Wars, that je ne sais quoi that, yeah. Makes it uh, undeniably part of the galaxy that you know and love, yeah. no matter at what point in the saga that you joined it. Yeah, I think that the Django Boba uh, analogy you brought up is, is apt. It's definitely yeah. apt. But um, I do feel like it was. It's a good story. It's an authentic story about a master and apprentice. I mean, he yeah. was he learned under George. Yeah. I mean, it's the yeah. perfect story. And then I think it was the smartest move. I think it was Kathy's smartest move to kind of home grow like grow this director internally, right? Yeah. 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 And um, incubate this director and, and yeah. to take over the live action future of the of the films. It's like she the best awesome. choice. So, so I have a maybe a better analogy, but I'm I'm hesitant to to put it forward. Still it. Too late <laughs> because I do love what Disney is doing. But maybe the better analogy. Oh, oh I gotta say, maybe George is Obi Wan, Filoni is Anakin, and Kathleen's the Emperor. <laughs> And he's perfectly bad. <laughs> yeah. Drawn to the dark side, seduced mm. by the dark side. But that's only if you feel there that is, Disney uh, is, is is the dark side, which I do not point of view, I do bend over backwards to deliver yeah. all their content to China. And there's some really dark oh. decisions being made yeah. over there. So oh, I, man. That's the only way I can really oh. equate them. To yeah, them good effort. timing, Lucasfilm. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, From my point of view, sorry. you're evil. Yeah. I, I like the Boba Django thing, that I, but I'm like, the more I'm hearing <laughs> this, I'm like, I can't help it. I got to like think about it because it is kind of. But, they are uh, calling him the chosen one. I'm just yeah, saying. Well, yeah. Well, it does yeah. work in that analogy. But uh, I don't think Mm-mm. Kathleen's done anything bad in her life. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> and uh, this was probably a great. The only, I mean, the only problem for me is this is kind of a lack of a woman's touch in both this sequel mm-hmm. trilogy and in yes. the, the, the future, you know, iterations of Star Wars. I feel like we need to get some female directors yeah. on the film. Yeah. We need to get some uh, women in the writers' rooms. Like we need to really, especially with this I mean, new sequel trilogy. I feel like it's so ray centric. I would have loved a, a yeah a woman director yeah. to yeah. do maybe I mean, a third film. Like, I would have loved that. Let's just put it on Front Street, right? Like I heard the fact, really, with I think it was the last week or two, that there's only been one, um, one female above the line, meaning meaning attached to directing, producing, writing, like executive producing, which is right. Kathleen Kennedy's is still somewhat yeah, she's up there, up she's there, but there she's not forever. above technically whatever above the line means. Really? Yeah, and it's and I mean, it's she's le- running. Le- I know, I know, I know. But like in terms still. of like involved with individual films, right? Okay. She's not involved, and it was Lee Brackett who did the draft of Empire Strikes Back. Okay. So we have ten yeah, films. So the most we have fifty like, years. Like that's yeah, ridiculous right. that's at this that's point. Not great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I agree a hundred percent with this. With so maybe with Deborah Chow getting Obi Wan. Maybe she could do yeah. one of the movies in the next, maybe Brian. If it's if Ryan Johnson is doing the next trilogy, and I think we did, so I think you're right, Adam. I think he did, Brian, at one point say he was going to write three movies, direct the first movie. Oh, I have no idea. I just made this no, up. No, I, I think because you had, cool. you, you, I think you kind of buried that and you knew it. <laughs> um, 
It's so not my idea. Floney's the second movie, or yeah. or Deborah Chow's the second movie. As long as yeah. someone's in there, you mm-hmm. know, there's more representation. I think that'd be that's the yeah. way to go for the future. But Dave Floney is 100 going to be. Oh, yeah, I would. Here. I would bet money he's on being it. groomed. For yeah. Speaking of a woman's touch, let's talk about the coolest woman in the galaxy. Oh, you must be talking about Leia Organa. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Ray? That article, guys. Yeah. Oh, I was sobbing. Oh, so, yeah, oh. so I was just like flipping through the old phone the other yep. day, and a Time yeah. Magazine article popped up. And yeah. It was, um, it was uh, Billy Lord yeah. talking about being the keeper of Prince of Princess Leia. Yeah. And um, first of all, Time Magazine. Yeah. So, <laughs> pretty huge. Yeah. Second yeah. of all, I was just like, I don't remember Billy Lord ever talking about this subject ever. No, yeah. not, not a ton. Probably yeah. difficult yeah. to talk about. And I think she made it yeah. clear that it's, I mean, it's, it's a tough just, subject. It's it's it still so must be so odd. near to her heart. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, I lost my mom and it was like, like, you know, five years I was a mess, essentially. I know. I still cry about losing this this person I never met in my entire life. Well, she's, I mean, that's yeah. the thing. And like, I can't imagine that being, that person also being your mom. Like, right. Yeah. Exactly, and and as close as she was with it. So, anyways, yeah. read the article and yeah. like yeah. If, uh, a tip: if you're a new actor and you need to cry for a scene and you need some <laughs> yeah. motivation, yeah, yeah. just read crack open this article. You just, just think about save the, the text and just yeah. like you read a paragraph. I yeah. I was on set working on yeah. a job, you know, doing a thing, and I was just like saw this and like I you know we were crunched for time. We needed to roll. We couldn't get the people. Like it didn't matter. Audible I was like on this thing. I was a two percent battery on my phone, and I needed it to get to my next yeah. job. And I was like, don't care, <laughs> don't care. Out. I need to read this thing. And I mean, I'm just welling with tears yeah. Yeah. from front yeah. to back. It's heartfelt. It's, it's honest. Amazing. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's it well spoken. Yeah. It's um, authentic. Yeah. She's just authentic. like. And it makes it's very flattering to Billy Lord, which like because I'd heard things where she was sort of grumbling about her role and what's going on, mm. but this tells her whole story, and it's just like it's a very human, honest story yeah. about like she doesn't pull any punches on herself or her mother. And um, Carrie just, Fisher never did, yeah, right? She like she was did. Carrie Fisher's a lot daughter. Of F-bombs, like, a lot of swears. Yeah. Like you can tell how that she's her mother's daughter. Went, yeah. but it's so relatable. Yeah, and um, which seems insane because of this family, and, yeah. and um, it just makes me. I mean, it just jacked it's, Lieutenant Connick's yeah, up in like yeah, yeah. the top ten of favorite characters that I'm like yeah. gonna be looking for in this next movie. I know. And it was tough for her to return to the the trilogy. Yeah, I bet yeah. after the uh, passing of Carrie Fisher and um, her mother. Um, but it was super, really interesting early part of that article about her how she was standoffish to the trilogy, and then mm, she was yeah. she kind of was reintroduced to it and really saw how cool and interesting and strong Leia was, and how she really is the coolest character. Yeah. to ever be conceived in, yeah. a, in a fictional or fantasy setting. and um, But yeah, and it was just super touching um, and her perspective of her mother and how Leia was kind of yeah. like a figure in the household. Um, but uh, she does reveal some stuff about the rise of Skywalker in the article. What? Yes, she does say that the third movie was always going to be Leia's movie. Yep. Yeah, she yep. does say that. Right. And she also says that Leia was like, you know, supposedly supposed to be the, the last Jedi in a way. Oh, interesting. Really that, I didn't see that really, part. Yeah, it's a little okay. bit. It's a couple sentences. No, but it would make yeah. sense, right? Like, you think about if you knew that you had this person was going to be around for your third movie and yeah. who would be the last Jedi. Like, yeah. Man, I hope he's able to pull it off. The, 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 the part so. that, that stuck out to me was, so she, uh, Billy Lord, is now the keeper of the intellectual property. Yep. That is, she's literally the keeper of, of right. Princess Leia. Like, everything that her mother did is, you know, um, was willed to her. So she has to make calls on all this stuff, but yeah. I, it yeah. felt sort of separate to that. JJ brought her in for this meeting, yeah, Billy yeah. Lord, to be like, "Let's talk about this next movie and and what's going to be going on." And, and he talked about. He said, "He said I have a whole movies worth of material 
uh, from yeah. from Carrie Fisher. Yeah, we can finish the sequel. We can finish the story, and but she more, can be the the crown. It was more than that. Character. Like what I thought, it, you know, the way it came out early was just sort of like, oh, we have enough to cobble this together. Yeah, but like the way it came out in this was just like, we no, he's like, I've got a whole movie. Of, Which of makes of gems from yeah. her. sense because there was so much reshooting, rewriting, mm-hmm. yeah. like stalled production on the Force Awakens. It really, that, yeah, and it really sounds like they wrote the, the Rise of Skywalker around that Leia footage. If you read this article, perfect. it sounds yeah. like they yeah. they looked at Which, the footage first and then wrote around that I'm, footage. I mean, I don't write. I wrote a one really horrible horror script, uh, but I feel like, and I did <laughs> not use it's the. Probably good. It's probably pretty good. No, no, no. This isn't me fishing we'll for compliments. We'll be, yeah. I'll share Next it. week, we're going to I'll gonna share it, it and then that. you'll be like, opening opening crawl. Adam was right. Um, <laughs> it sucked. So, but I, I didn't take this advice, but I feel like, isn't that really a wonderful way to, to, like, you know where the story needs to begin and end, but to write around this one nugget, right? Yeah. Like, to find this one thing to, like, yeah. to just build layers around. I will say, as a creative person, not a very good one, but a creative person for most of his life, limits are sometimes better for the creative right. process. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Okay, I've got to, right. you know, it's like, because of the... Having all the options in the huh. world is like too hard to sort of yeah. to really yeah. get the focus that you need. But once you're like, all right, you know, I'm a musician, but I can only use a banjo and a kazoo and something else. You're like, oh, I can make a, a whole album out of this, you know. Hmm. And then yeah. you know, and so if it's just like, well, we've got this footage to start with, you can you start making really interesting creative decisions. Yeah, right. I, I just I I just hope that it's actually pretty true to their original vision of what they wanted. Had Carrie Fisher been alive, well, because yeah. I yeah. love the idea of Carrie Fisher being the focus of this movie. Because right. it's much like The Emperor's Return, it sounds like the third film belonging to Prince Leia was the set route for the, for the yeah. secret trilogy. Yeah. It sounds like it, that third I film was going to be dedicated. Like it makes I so much sense. Hearing about that way back when. Way like back. It was Hans, yeah. well, Hans Trevor, Luke. Was attached. Yeah, it was Hans' movie, Luke's movie, and Leia's, Leia's movie. movie. Yeah. Made perfect sense. Oh, yeah, yeah. Even though, yeah, Luke's movie. Well, it was Luke's movie. It was Luke's movie. It may not be oh, the Luke's movie that everyone wanted, but it was Luke's movie. It was Luke's movie. It's the one I wanted, but whatever. Yeah. I guess yeah. It's it, Luke is great in that. Like great. <laughs> I like no, the Mark. movie. Says great. Says great. I love the movie. He could have been a little more multi pronged at the end. He could. I wanted to see him in X Wing. I want to see him reach out and talk to Ray as a disembodied voice. I want to be. Yeah. Like, he could have been multiple places at once. Think about that. That's like another whole. Ah, oh, there's just, more layers you could have added. Just wind him up. And I could have added more layers to that thing. Yeah, I just love listening to how much Grant loves, loves the, the last. I likes the movie. Um, really? No, I, I, love, I like. I like. It. I love I like the last it. Jedi. I really like it. I like it. I like it. I like it. It's a powerful story. I, I'm invested. It's great. I just feel like there's some things that could be jazzed up or more interesting. Here's what I'll say for our friends <laughs> offline. When we have conversations, Grant's criticisms of The Last Jedi are... are, are no, no, no. That's going to well, be nice to that. Are, are like authentic and not for the reasons that it got lampooned. Yeah. Does that make sense? Right, like yeah, it's yeah. it's legitimate. I get what he's saying. Grant has his very you know that first trailer. Film. You know yes, that first exactly. trailer we saw in, where Ray. Do you think way. it's Starfield and Ray slaps her hand on rocks? That's a microcosm of the the Last Jedi, in my opinion, and what I, and what, everything I have to and say. That about. anecdote you, is you, a microcosm yes, of our lives. Could you hear the Could you hear the self editing in that in that discussion? Um, so why don't I get us out of this by talking very quickly about I have a like Pull up. let's talk about Billy Lord as an actress for a second, right? Oh yeah. I yeah, well. watched Booksmart. Did have any of you seen Booksmart? Nope. I did watch Booksmart. She is the best thing in Booksmart. Yeah, she's a really, really? fun she kind of hostess at a party, right? Hilarious. hilarious, right? I mean, I like that movie a lot. It's a really good movie. 
I think in general. I couldn't tell it was her because I think she wears like big glasses. I and, like, a Googled hat. her. I, I, I had to be like, I know who this is. Who yeah. is this? Okay. Like, I had wow. to go to him. Like, that's Billy Lord. Like, that is her. She didn't have the yeah. layup because lines. No. And sometimes I've seen her in other stuff where. That was like, a super touching part of that article, oh, by the way. Yeah. Dying. Dying. She was in a, she's been in multiple seasons of American Horror Story, and um, which is an interesting show in and of itself. And we don't have three hours for me to talk about it. Yeah. But like, it, she feels very much her. In that in that show and in, mm. and in Booksmart, she fell into that role of this like super party girl cokehead. Mm. Like I will say this really interesting thing, and I don't mean to say it in a disparaging way. I feel like Carly, my wife, and I were talking about like she probably got some inspiration from her mom's stories about the seventies, like <laughs> or her stories. I mean, let's yeah. face it, it's yeah, like uh, children yeah. of superstars in yeah. Hollywood live exciting lives. If you want to see probably her best performance, in my opinion, is watch Booksmart, which is you should watch Booksmart cool. anyway. Sure. But I her will. performance was hilarious. Yeah, but again, and definitely read this time article yes. because it's, it's so because it's, she never wanted to be uh, an actor. Her parents never wanted to her to be yeah. an actress. Um, but uh, well, she's but great. The, the, she's I mean, another my, my super touching person. thing yeah. is then like when she was and how she handled herself. Like oh, yeah, it, you could see like Leia being like, you know, you're really good at that. Yeah, and of course, like if you've ever had a parent tell you you're yeah. good at anything, especially something they do, yeah, um, yeah. it's a cool thing. It and, is. Uh, I'm not crying. You're crying. Yeah. <laughs> and acting alongside a family member, I don't yeah. know that yeah. I've seen a lot of films where that happens. Like that no. is a rarity. And an yeah. icon- and playing an iconic character, even yeah, on yeah. top of it, like it's not just some throwaway yeah. film. Like you were playing. I- Iconics. Yeah. <laughs> Iconics. Ah. Lieutenant Iconics. Yeah. Interesting. What's your what's Conic Lieutenant Conic's first name? Do we know? I think should, it's in that article too, and I think I just I should know. I've collected it. her her card on the Topps trading card app a million times. Sorry, I'm an idiot. And you know what my um, Kenix Conics? Wo- Kenix something? It's like K. <laughs> it's KK. It's like Kenic Conics? Something like that. It's very like alliterative, that. I think. Kiki Conics? But um I do so <laughs> uh, yeah, and just to, to just to finish this conversation, I, I feel like because <laughs> we are going a bit, a bit long on it. Uh but this is well worth it. Yeah, um so good. Uh, I do hope we get a young Leia series at some point. Yes. I do hope oh, yeah. Billy Lord and the estate and 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 as she is the keeper of Leia that she does allow maybe a, a young Leia show because even in Resistance Reborn like the book we're all reading right now like they even talk about 16 year old Leia and how tough she was and how she was yeah. just a she was out doing diplomatic missions at such a young age I and fight really... and, and, and and cobbling together the rebellion yeah. at 16 like this is the show I want to see most on Disney Plus is yeah. young Leia it's like the it's probably bar none the, the show I want to see before anything else. I mean, yeah. agreed. By the way, comic, comic, uh, Kyber Crystal Comics Corner would be proud because her name is Kadel Co Conics. Yeah. <laughs> but, but Conics spelled the C, so it's KK, KKC. KKC. Oh, very, clear, just like Kyber Crystal good. Comics Corner is KCC. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> just so we're clear. <laughs> just so we're clear. Kadel Co Conics. Yes. That's um, a pretty cool name. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, great. Anything else you guys want to add? No. <laughs> And no, see. end it, please. All right, and this is the segment where we talk about the comics that have come out. Uh, we're about two weeks backed up, so we have three to talk about. Uh, we have Star Wars Allegiance number 14, Dr. Afra Annual number three, and Dr. Afra 38. So we have a very Dr. Afra uh, week, and I yeah. feel like Dr. Afra is weird now that I've said it so many times in a row. Dr. Afra? Dr. Afra. Afra. Well, we have two now, so yeah. that's good. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Let's start with. Uh, why don't we start with Allegiance, and then we'll do our Afra minutes. Uh, so, Star Wars Allegiance number four, uh, a rising tide, and this is the final issue in the series. And it was brought to you by Sax Ross, Low Ridge Cowles, and Chichetio. Uh, here's my short write-up. 
on Moncala, Rose and Ren team up to Rose and Ray team up to catch the saboteur, while Lei uses diplomacy That'd to get her ship. Double trouble, right there. Yeah. If it was Rose and Ren, I'd watch that. <laughs> I would ship that. Yeah, I'd ship that. I would totally watch that. All right. Uh, meanwhile, on the moon of Abadot, Poe and Finn outwit the bounty hunters and successfully raid the weapons cache. Uh, also, BB-8 BB-8 tosses thermal detonators and f- 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 and Finn fully pulls a Die Hard to Die Harder. <laughs> I'm so uh, mad I bungled that, but let's keep moving. No, on. it worked. It was effective. And that is the the ejector seat. Moment, yes, right. Okay. Yeah. It yeah. is. I say that only because I used to watch the Die Hard movies on a loop when I was a kid, yeah. like literally a child, because my parents were not great at that stuff. I had to look at those panels twice just to know yeah. what happened. But it looks like Poe ejects uh, one of the seats and yeah. out of one catches ship Finn's into seat the next into ship. his in yeah. his ship, like threads the needle perfectly. Somehow that his seat lands in his ship and they fly away together. It was <laughs> it's a bit of like. Just divine intervention yeah, at that yeah. moment. <laughs> um, I swear that they just took the scene from Die Hard and and illustrated, <laughs> illustrated it. and illustrated. Oh, as Adam is showing us on yeah, his phone on his right phone. now, it is, is like... Is that guy then caught by another jet? No, Bruce Willis just fully... I think he uses a parachute and then comes down to the tarmac. So it's not oh, quite, okay. So this is much cooler than what happens in Die Hard 2. By the way, everything's cooler than what happens in Die Hard 2. <laughs> not a great movie. Um, but I watched. I, I flipped to that, that page in the comic. I'm like, that's just that's Die Hard 2. I know that scene from anywhere. And I swear they took that as a you still. Na- you nailed it. There's mm-hmm. a lot of runways in Die Hard 2. Mm-hmm. In airports. Um, but you called it. I think this is evidence that Poe might be the best pilot in the galaxy. Like, I think that so. maneuver was incredible. Yeah, at the end of this you don't you don't catch a previously ejected <laughs> seat in your previously yeah. ejected spot for a seat. Uh, yeah, they don't. This doesn't fit. Happen. It doesn't happen. Nope. You should have still have a canopy it's, on your ship. I don't know what you're going to do no. now, but you don't. Yeah. He either is magic or he's just the best pilot ever. Because well, I shouldn't mean, have. Worked. By magic, you mean force sensitive. Yeah. yeah. Well, when you get into the hold, is is Han. You know, does the force is are people force sensitive or just like I think Grant, you had this idea at some point we talked I about. Like, to, yeah, I jotted down a, a, a GDD, a game design document yeah, yeah, yeah. long ago where I tried to figure out what you know how you would design an RPG system around everybody having the force, and yeah. that was kind of where it came to my it came into my imagination that I was like, oh, maybe even smugglers have the force, but you know, certain people are sensitive to the force because they're, they're fortunate with the force they're fortunate gift, or they're the gifted force. with the force yeah, yeah. It, was, it was a big don't is, don't steal that system people do not steal that system <laughs> i know i sorry i yeah. should have like forced you to reveal your like proprietary <laughs> it's all right. i'm never gonna make that it's game. all right we'll, it's all right this will be time stamped and uh, we'll, we'll, be able we'll to print the transcript part. out and then mail it to ourselves Great. and it's fine Perfect. that's how that yeah. works yeah. So, but, Congress. Yeah, exactly. But I do like that idea of like force fortunate, right? Yeah, yeah. I feel like at the end of the day, um, yeah, it's totally that Finn or Poe, I mean, sure. is, is fortunate and Han is fortunate in the force. Yeah. And obviously, um, gifted would be like a genius, like, you know. Super. How much did you love um, Ray and Poe teaming? Uh, Ray, I keep doing that. Ray yeah. and Rose teaming up. Loved they're, it. they're a good team. I, I like it. I totally watched that. I love Rose's new look, by the way. It looks mm-hmm. really cool. Yeah. Uh, better than that kind of like the oh, the, the, the coverall mm-hmm. uh, utility right. suit or whatever. She, it's like she's made the same progression that Finn has. She's now an operative. and I mean, she's a lady with uh, multiple talents. Looks very cool. Yeah. Um, Engineer. She's a re- rebel fighter. Absconder with various speeders. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, it's on to the the uh, the Moncala's reaction was, "Hey, be careful with this. With that, this is most irregular. Like yeah. not like stop stealing my bike. I'm just like, <laughs> it's like this, this, is, is un- yeah. this is weird. You're not doing normal stuff. Yeah, I really, really, really love the writing in the scene where uh, Leia is uh, meeting with the, the, the Moncala leadership yeah. and the king. Uh, really, really beautiful scene. Yeah, uh, beautiful uh, kind of." Co- uh, aquatic wear for leia mm-hmm. yeah um really really fun scene uh and beautiful and like really she's really talking about how we we can't hide in these depths to wait for the threat to come to us we have to go strike right when we have to work together she's really rallying them on cal and it was a really touching moment and obviously they're coming back for the rise of skywalker this is what this comic's setting up is that yeah. the on cal cruisers and that fleet is going to rejoin the resistance and you're going to get a it- massive space battle it was really nice to see Leia as a diplomat again because that yeah. is her. That's her thing. thing. Like yeah. she's she is half general, half diplomat, right? right? And so it was nice to see that diplomatic yeah. side of her again. And you know, at first, it's interesting, right? When we watch the Rise of Skywalker trailer, we know that the Resistance has a fleet, right? We see that amazing scene of just yeah. all the fleet, and it's and at first I was like, it's funny that we're getting exposed to the Resistance success stories so early on. Yeah. I mean, early on being 41 days away from the movie. Right, so it's not right. that early on. But it's weird to see some of their big wins happening before we even see the movie. But I think that's kind of sensitizing us to where we're going to start with in, yeah. in right. Rise of Skywalker. That we're not going to start out with this work. ragtag. That when we yeah. get there, they're going to have a fully formed fleet. Right. There's hope in the galaxy. The spark of hope yeah. has been uh, lit by yeah. that uh, majesty of movie that is The Last Jedi. And yeah. Um, yeah. So now we're seeing the effects. And so, who is the Mon Calamari who's in the who's uh, piloting that that lead cruiser there? Um, it's not Aftab, right? It's someone else. They didn't name him, but I'm guessing it's gonna be Aftab. Okay, I would. Yeah. I agree. They didn't name him. He doesn't quite yeah. look like Aftab, but I feel like it has. Was that to because be... he was wearing a shirt? Yeah, I didn't. I you know, I was, I was not distracted by his pecs, so it must yeah. have, must be someone else. But also, um, you know, I really, I really think that the art is great in this, and I feel that uh, Low Ridge does a great job, and and Cowles, uh, I mean, yeah. uh, Ross does a great job. Um, but when we get to, um, you know, um, Hux, right? Hux has not aged well. Yeah, <laughs> they yeah. drew him very yeah. interestingly, like kind of aged. I yeah. noticed that too. It was just sort of like, or he hasn't showered, or he's been wearing mm-hmm. a helmet for a while, or like, uh, gosh knows what else. Yeah, but I guess when you're in fear of your life every single day. by Kylo. Yeah, exactly. Like a year. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Cool. Uh, but yeah, it was a good wrap-up, and it did the thing, and we got a little further along, and now we know why there are some Moscow ships. Yeah. That we will see in the next movie. Very nice. Uh, let's talk about Dr. Afra annual number three. Uh, right? Yeah. Yeah. The Arrangement by Spurrier... Uh, Credder, Delgado, Campbell, Caramanga, and Hollingsworth. Uh, so here's my short rant. While Afra is sidelined by her new position in the Empire, we are treated to a tale of revenge and double crosses featuring our favorite monster hunters, Winloss and Nock, and our second favorite Wookiee, Black Kristan. 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 There's Never. another syllable in there. I could totally do it when I'm not on the podcast. Kristan. Oh, Santy. Santy. Uh, set against the backdrop of the Moss Eisley Cantina. Yeah. Uh, epic. Fun issue. Yeah. Right? Yeah, back in Chalwin's Cantina. We haven't been there for quite a while in yeah. the storytelling. So we're going to have our annual um, kind of like, by the way, guys, I'm 
I just say this as if we've had this discussion. Uh, you know, we're coming up to the end of the year. We'll probably have our annual reflection on the past of, of what the last year was. And sure. part of that was like kind of what were some of our favorite comics. And I think last year, Dr. Afra annual number two, I think I named that as my favorite. Oh, and this did, one's yeah. quite good as well. And I, I really say. like the yeah. annuals. And I yeah. love Dr. Afra's my favorite, but I love what they're doing with Win, Loss, and Knock. I love this story of like yeah. the female uh, uh, Tradotion and, and, the, and the human bounty hunter and their you know, really unique love story. And then they add this, yeah. weave this in yeah. and like, and I feel bad because Dr. Afra is one of my favorite characters, but they only, she's only in it for like a couple of pages yet. You could feel her throughout the yeah. entirety yeah. of it's it. Her, it's her plan, right? Um, mm-hmm. Early contender then for mm-hmm. uh, comic of the year. I, I thought this was the funniest comic I mm-hmm. read in months. Uh, some of the big highlight moments for me were when every time, uh, win loss and knock or win loss I guess is talking to the shrem the bartender yeah he brings up Afra and he keeps saying yeah never, never heard of heard. her smash cut <laughs> to <laughs> a, a heist gone wrong where he's yeah. been helping her and he double crosses her eventually you find out and so, yeah and it was just I was dying laughing and there's another shrem was a great character I was shrem, like yeah too bad this is probably the last we see of shrem but uh, probably based on the last but, uh, there's, like a, there's a moment see. where like a dagger a dagger like flies by shrem's <laughs> yeah, it was head literally just and that's the it. moment when he tells people to like okay. cut the nonsense and calm down <laughs> yeah, like stop yeah, fighting yeah. in the bar and it's super comedic moments uh, yeah super funny moments um Nock's backstory was really interesting yeah oh, yeah. yeah so you got that idea right that she was on um Trandoshan? I can't say that name either. Yeah. Uh, this is a challenging comic for me. <laughs> trying yeah, to pronounce. A, lot, a, lot a lot of Star Wars words are tongue, yeah. tw- tongue twisters. Right? Well, to be fair, yeah. pronunciation is kind of secondary because yeah. we get we get Han and Han, we get Leia yeah. and Leia. Right, exactly. Um, so, right, her backstory is that she had a rival who didn't trust her and they have this ritual where you're supposed to kill something in an arena in order to be kind of it's your coming of age thing and so he said it so it would be a baby wookiee that she would have to kill which is like as they literally say this thing probably the cutest thing you've ever seen you see a baby wookiee in this it's it's adorable adorable. and she can't do it she's still vicious like she's still a vicious (laughs) person but she can't kill a baby wookiee and she gets she gets exiled and her family basically gets killed because of this so that's kind of her relation so it's really in this kind of like comedically comedically drawn comic and very funny there's this very dark moment in the middle of it which is you just described afro comics Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. um and that guy's name is sisk that is that is accurate i I I would say yeah (laughs) Um, yep. And we get some Java. We get some fun Java moments and a rancor right. moment towards the end. And we get one of my favorite two cells, which is Java getting spit in the face. Yeah, by, by, by Spit Scuttle. By Spit Scuttle. <laughs> so, spit Scuttles. I, yeah. I just, I love these annuals sometimes because sometimes, you know, I'm a big comic reader. And when I read annuals, sometimes it's like, all right, I'll kind of flip through it real quick, right? Because it's not, yeah, yeah. it doesn't connect necessarily to the overarching plot line right. of the year. And sometimes they're really self-indulgent. I feel like a lot of annuals are, but this these annuals for the Doctor Afro Afro feel annuals have been strong. I feel like part of it is because you do this right. You take a character that are important, but uh, you haven't seen a lot, and you build out from there. Yeah, my my pick from last year was also was the Darth Vader annual by Chuck Wendell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought he nailed the 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 voice of Darth Mm -hmm. Vader and things like that. So annuals are a great place to tell a little longer, a story that's a bit longer than you know a standard issue. 
and to really dive, you know, drive home some interesting messages. There was a um, there was an annual. This is outside of of Star Wars, but there was a Batman annual I think from last year, which dealt with uh, Alfred's um, birthday, mm-hmm. or I can't remember if it was Bruce's birthday, but it made me cry. Like, and I don't like normally yeah. react <laughs> to those things where I'm just like. It was like this, it just solely encapsulated the relationship. And like, that's what you do in an annual, right? Is tell like a story you can't tell in a 30 page. We have to connect this to this larger arcing story, right. this character study. Cool. Yeah. Next up, we have um, Dr. Afra number 38, uh, A Rogue's End Part 2, uh, written by Simon Spurrier. Casper uh, uh, Widgengard is the artist. Uh, Lee Loffridge is the colorist. Um, Karamanga on the lettering. Uh, Ashley Witter, uh, cover artist. Uh, really, really fun issue. Here's a little uh, summary. Darth Vader takes Aphra and her father back to the temple site suspected to be a rebel base. After having dark visions of dead Jedi at a prayer altar, Vader's mood is spoiled and he gives Aphra and her father a harrowing proposition. Um, loved this issue. I thought it was beautifully written. I thought this was the best written comic on the stands this week and I read Undiscovered Country and things like that. Like there yeah. are other comics that are incredible yeah. but this was beautifully written. I think there's a one one point that I mean there's the triple zero stuff that's always fun. Yep. Yep. Uh, uh, dropping the word dropping meat sack meat again sack. some fun yeah. words. <laughs> uh, um, uh, there's a moment where Afra actually tells her dad gives her her dad an update about everything she's been up to in the comics and literally <laughs> surmises everything she's done from like comic one to yeah. now to 38 yeah. yeah and how ridiculous it sounds yeah and, and, and like and it a was few sentences. awesome it was yeah. like exposition that i wanted i wanted all mm-hmm. of that and it was yeah. awesome uh vader just uh spurrier just nails the voice of vader they know like nails it they know how to use vader in afro i mean i feel like everyone who wants to write vader should read all the afro comics like it's like very little dialogue all presence yeah (laughs) yeah yeah um right because uh uh when he goes there's a pivotal moment i don't want to totally divulge the entire moment but uh vader does have a kind of spiritual uh uh, experience inside the temple and um he says, you know, uh, like, uh, I, I'm no longer that lost boy, eventually, because he sees some dead Jedi and has really strange yeah. hallucination. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm no longer that lost boy. And it was, like, really strange to hear those words come from yes. Vader. Yeah. yeah. To yeah. think of Vader Eerie. as a boy. It's, yeah, yeah. Kind of also interesting, because, again, not to give away, but in the next panel, you know that Afra's listening on, and Afra goes, lost boy? Lost Question boy. mark? She's, and I'm yeah. like, ooh. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, I wonder if there's going to be the next step is Afra's going to be digging into Vader's past right. and trying to figure out who Vader is. Like, right. That's be really yeah. Super fun. There's um, so much man. great work with, and we've talked about this a lot, but if you love Star Wars lore, Dr. Afra is where you get your Star Wars oh, yeah. lore. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's, it's, they're doing such good work there. And Spurrier says, there's a moment where, um, Hit her uh, ward Vula, I think it is Vula. Vulata. Yeah, Vulata yeah. says something about fortune and glory, right? Which, if you're mm-hmm. an Indiana Jones fan from Temple of Doom, that's the whole thing. They always keep saying fortune yeah. and glory, Doctor Jones, fortune and glory, right. and I'm like, because oh. the one thing I want more in the world is Spurrier writing a Indiana Jones comic book. That's what I want, yeah. and I feel like that was like, is he hinting at something? Like, is he going to be writing? Because <laughs> yeah. now Marvel owns it, they can start doing Indiana Jones comics, and I keep waiting for those i mean they totally should i, I yeah. have some i have some vintage not vintage mm-hmm. i guess it's 90s uh indiana jones comics. that's pretty vintage it's, what 20 years ago but, yeah uh, but i have like the atlantis the atlantis art mm-hmm. i have mm-hmm. some of those comics so yeah. hopefully those yeah yeah hopefully uh 
hopefully I keep uh, hang on to those. I can find those again because I yeah, probably yeah. lost in my pile. But um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I uh, I love this comic. I thought the writing was brilliant. I thought um, there's a lot of stuff in here. You, I went to go to Wikipedia to look up like yeah. um, the de- the Afra's father brings up a lot of stuff that yeah, I had to go Wikipedia and build. I mean, again, that? it's all the lore, right? Like, yeah, it's yeah. just it's just this is probably it. the most lore rich comic it was. I've read in a while. Yeah, yeah, I would say like if you're gonna go back and do a binge, Doctor Afra having Wikipedia open on your yeah. browser is yeah. is advisable. I have Wikipedia like as a tab on like my phone, <laughs> and like I, I reference it like. But there's all, that for everything. As always, that's the way like, I should do it. If I hit W in my in my browser bar, it yeah. it pulls up first thing is Wikipedia. Yeah, yeah. I've got it as its own app, and um, yeah, Sorry. because I need it. You know, it's just for all mm-hmm. these things. I'm like, it really bothers me when I'm like, I don't know what that thing is, yeah. that creature is, and I can't picture it. It's uh, it's also fun to do follow on Instagram because they do um, like canon updates of the day. Oh, cool. And so, or like, or like fact of the day. And it's kind oh, of fun. Like fun. you just, yeah. I follow it and I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Right. I forgot about Luke. <laughs> <laughs> that's Never forget good. Luke. Never. Uh, I don't know where it is, but it's like the expecto, something that the, the, the dad was working on a project for a very long time. Yeah. It seems like his life was. Uh, I remember reading that going, I should look that up. And then Grey's yeah. Anatomy got me mad. Me too. Yeah. I, I wish I looked that up actually. Cause I think that's the one thing I didn't look up. But, yeah. Um, her, her father, his, her father had devoted his life to this project for a very long time. And uh, I wanted to learn more about it. And it has to do with the force and mm-hmm. I guess ancient religious societies and things yeah. like that. Well, Pretty we'll talk about it next week. Absolutely. We'll absolutely talk about yeah, it. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. 100%. Cool. That's it. That's hey, for comics. Cool. Good week in comics, guys. All right. Um, so there were two uh, episodes of Resistance that uh, we have not covered. Uh, episodes four and five. Um, four was uh, the hunt of the hunt Kelsor? on Kelsor, 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 Kelsor three. three. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so they're hungry um, again. You know, we this show we're covering and it's great. Not a lot of stuff happens hmm. in this show. Um, as far as if you're like hardcore searching for Star Wars lore and things, there are great mentions and great things going on. But it's a kid show, yeah. Um, so we're just gonna try and um, and glaze through it uh, pretty quick here uh, to get what's going on. But essentially. Uh, there's like near mutiny. There's uh, I love the, the threat of pirates on the platform. They have like these pirates that are yeah. always there, and um, you know, and and um, Captain Doza is constantly you know trying to keep them at bay and keep people on the platform happy. Um, they're out of food. They're out of water. They're out of drinks. I mean, in the bare minimum, uh, minimum they need food. So they decide they're going to hunt that massive creature yeah. <laughs> that the, the, that was Jim their Cusk. antagonist in the previous. Thing. Yeah, right. it was a. a Jakushk. Jakushk. Yeah. Jakushk. I think was, yeah, how they. Yeah. It's a giant space manta. Worms? Cram? It's like a manta Manta? slash. Manta crab. A manta crab. Mandibles that. Can push Horseshoe crab, like it's, it's a lot of weird. It looks kind of like a like a ray, but it like it yeah. flies around. With yeah. It. yeah. Anyways, cool creature. Yeah. On an ice planet, um, I love the outfits in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of uh, Empire Strikes Back callbacks. There's like, um, uh, Toradoza is wearing like a really cool jacket that fell right out of. Actually, they're both wearing jackets that fell out of Empire Strikes Back. Um, and the Hoth, the Hoth, the Hoth, the Hoth, the Hoth yeah. jackets, and yeah. um, Tora. Uh, has these cool um, binoculars that are you know the same things that that, that uh, Luke and Han were using, um, and uh, so that was really fun, a nice yeah. little homage. Yep. Um, 
And uh, yeah, it was uh, so I don't know. Yeah, very started. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of fun. It feels you're in Star Wars. It's great. You're in the galaxy. It's doing cool stuff. Um, and uh, sure enough, the good guys win. Yeah. yeah, it's fun to see these different biomes like this ice world and things like that, where it's yeah. you know it's not just the 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 interior of the Colossus. We're venturing out now. We're not you know I love I love these kind of mini adventures we're having in this series. I have a couple of two quick observations. Uh, Aunt Z made a really good point where she talked about the fact that they were outside so much. In season yeah. one, which she didn't say season one, and now it's inside. Like, I thought it, yeah. it was interesting being able to change yeah. your, like, location without changing your location. The other thing is I felt weird, and maybe this is, like, my super softy side, that I understand they have to eat, but it seems weird yeah. that a goal for our good guys is to go kill a creature, like, giant creature to feed them. Like, it felt like I'm like, yeah. this is interesting. Like, I know they have to eat. I get it. But this thing's just in its home planet doing its own thing. And they're like, your food. We're going to go kill you. I mean, that's the reality of our life. It's right? true, right? Like, I was like hunting, gathering right. societies. Yeah. Like, I know that's but the reality. In the galaxy, and... there's some great area. Yeah. Like, well, right. Is that a sentient being? Yeah. Is this like a new friend? Yeah. Or is this an animal? Or is yeah. it food? Because like, there's um, there's uh, Buggles, right? Yep. Which is her pet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, so. There's a lot of fat. There's food? a lot of meat on that thing. I yeah, would say. totally. And I don't, I don't, like, I'm not like anti-eating yeah. meat. I'm, I'm a, I eat a lot of meat. But it's just weird that I, I surprise, I'm surprised in that show that they didn't have more of a that didn't wasn't a conversation point like in a, like right. a kid show it seemed weird that there wasn't more I'll of a, counter that with the please. reaction that it's sort of like nice that they were just like listen we kill other animals for food we do it it, it led to a very fun and, and and not heavy episode so definitely right. this is it was just a weird I just had that yeah, weird no, I don't, I'm uh, not like I, against it I enjoyed the episode but I was like huh interesting yeah, yeah it, was, it was a and delicate think one. in Star Wars like they would have other methods of cooking things but it was yeah. again it was like on a spit, spit on yeah. like yeah like yeah. just like hunks of meat all like, over really like yeah. this is the Star Wars galaxy Cabal. we're talking yeah. yeah again for a show that's big on life lessons and discussing yeah. moral issues anyway but that's my thought so well, yeah yeah. poor animals they're uh, yeah. falling down the again ground. not a vegetarian <laughs> yeah, yeah. but all four vegetarians I just don't have the willpower um yeah. episode five let's do it then episode five yeah um so another uh interesting episode here we get um a niku episode which mm-hmm. is great um he's one of probably my favorite characters in the show i think niko is just like super fun and um and like funny too like yeah, actually, yeah, he's, he's like actually funny levity like he does the judger binks job or the c3po job but like really well yeah um and uh yeah, it's like it's comedic relief but like it's just filled with like altruism like he is just yeah like, he's yeah. the most good-hearted good-natured exactly character yeah. yeah um sometimes he makes just really bad choices but he doesn't know he's really making those choices he doesn't it's know where really what's going on place. out of yeah. a good right. place it's always altruism first you know the mishaps that happen you know come from that that foundation of he's a good person yeah. he's very innocent i mean this yeah. is Dave Filoni, another he's a genius character. Like to create this character is it takes a very deft right. man to do yeah. to walk this line and because it's so you you recognize him immediately, you understand what he's doing immediately. Um and uh but it like and he's built as an engineer, but in this episode we kind of find out he's not that great of nope. an engineer compared no, to a adequate. new character that's right. yeah. who's uh, another Nikto, uh yeah, yeah. the same species. Nina, Nina, Nina. I yeah. her name. Um and yeah, and then uh it you know yeah, interesting yeah. new new things character. Happen. I mean, things happen. I don't know how much we, you know, right. we don't want to spoil this for you, but yeah. maybe she's not all that she appears. Right. Um, There's but, a lot of foreshadowing in yeah. this episode. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, I got a couple things. I love the fact that 
clearly everything's not working. The communications array is not working. They made a very clear point of, right. which would explain why they yeah. didn't hear Leia's call. Oh, that, I didn't catch that. Day. I'm like, oh, yeah. that's how you fit this in to be like, they just yeah. weren't hearing or listening. Right. Right, because yeah. it, it, that call would have been going out around that time. Probably, for sure. yeah. But, so that's going to be the explanation. Right. And then there's a there's a scene later on where Tie Fighters are spoiler alert screaming past uh, yeah. the station. Man, do I love the sound of Tie Fighters screaming oh, yeah. past things? In the like, I, I was just like, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah, like two things I credit yeah. Ryan Johnson with doing that I love is like he does a kind of Chaucer like Shakespearean pass to the script, and then he also does like he's added like the the kind of atmospheric effects of like yeah. flight like when tie fighters fly yeah. by the mm-hmm. bridge of a, yeah. a, a, a rebellion cruiser it like rattles the bridge like rattles and shakes and yeah. i was like ooh this is something i've always needed i yeah. haven't gotten yet and yeah yeah the visceral effect yeah that's visceral fighters. feel yeah, yeah, yeah. so good because it is it's a screaming right yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. it's you know they're they they yeah. are foreboding they're yeah. fast and they're you know so love it's all ben burton they're still pulling yep. it along which is nice yeah um, yeah. And, um, yeah, other things that I loved, uh, I love pressing buttons. I love maintenance. I mm-hmm. love people. I, I yeah. love mechanics like in solo. I love when they were working on the Falcon and they were in the guts of the, the, you know, beast and there's all this equipment and stuff. And this had that, um, yeah. in spades. Yeah. And, and I think we were talking about demonizing the other earlier. And I feel like this episode, it's kind of like the pirates are made to look like yeah. the bad guys mm-hmm. and Doza wants them off the ship. It's just really interesting right. kind of like. Uh, kind of like life lessons to be explored yeah, in, yeah, in this definitely. episode, especially. Yeah. Again, you know, they can, it's only 20 minute episodes. They can only make like a point or two. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of, it's always a lot of slapstick in action. Yeah. It's always sprinkled with these delightful homages. Again, like there was a lot of chest armor that I was like really interested. I'm like, I'm not. Is that Sagarera's chest piece? From right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, you know, like this time, it, yeah, it was yeah. a, cre- you know, um, what's uh, Kragen like had like a really interesting totally. like colors, but it was yeah. like Boba Fett's colors. It's like green with this like yellow like I don't know flower or something mm-hmm. on the front yeah, or like cool. pattern, and um, or it looks a little similar to a patch that's on Bosk's like flight suit. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm like I know it's calling back to something. There's always mm-hmm. things like that everywhere. Um, but yeah. pretty it's, cool. It's I mean that's what Reborn uh, or, or uh, Resistance for. It's like great little. Yeah, you know, we talked about way at the beginning of it. It's for every level of Star Wars fan, it's there. Yeah. For the new, the old, there's always little things to keep you hooked. You know what's interesting also is so um I was I was paying attention to what uh species all the mm-hmm. um pirates. all the pirates were. Yeah. And um obviously you've got Kragen, um who's uh Corrin. Corrin, Corrin yeah. thank you. Um so actually Sonora I don't have on the tip of my tongue, but we know who that it is. It is, but I don't know. That's a common yeah. one. Um but there's a Lasat. Mm-hmm. Which is like they're supposed to be extinct, right? And this is I, that's like my favorite character in the show, by the way. Yeah. The one who wears all the, the imperial badges, like all over his yeah. outfit. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's really cool, and I didn't notice the imperial badges. Is like he collected yeah. like imperial <laughs> insignias that like yeah. rank symbols from the imperial era. Yeah. And um, because I mean, so we were introduced to the Lasat in Rebels. Yep. And um, yeah, and it, that was the original design for Chewbacca by yeah. Ralph McQuarrie. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the way that um, Filoni created that character is that like, oh, they were all extinct except yeah. for just a few, and there's this homeworld in the other. But like, then there's this random other Let stray, which makes around. sense. He's yeah. like, yeah. Ah, I'm gonna put a Lazad in there. Yeah. And then of course there's a Trandoshan and a Weakway sure. and a Gamorrean and a Nikto actually. Yeah. And the Nikto is the one that wears a lot of Republic um, mm. armor, or. or uh, not Republic, should, uh, yeah. Empire, yeah. Empire yeah. armor. Yeah. I've always thought armor. like space pirates and 
the criminal underworld and all that stuff was a major part of the Star Wars mm. galaxy. And yeah. I think Solo shows us a great deal of that. But yeah. like this show really gives us that like Pirates of the Caribbean feel yeah. totally. and, like in yeah. the Star Wars galaxy yeah. and it works pirates so are well. Legit pirates. It works so well <laughs> yeah. that I'm like, oh, this could easily make it into the next trilogy in yeah. a major way where pirates yeah. are a big player, you know, in the story. I hope so. Yeah, yeah they could yeah. have their own series. For sure. I mean they could have yeah. their own trilogy yeah. if they wanted it. Comics, totally. Comics, I, well, yeah, certainly comics. I know we got the Mandalorian coming next week. We'll talk more about that, but it'll be fun to keep watching Resistance and, and doing a re- little recaps. Yeah, because I mean, watching. this is really dipping um, now. We're almost, yeah, not quite caught up to the Resistance comic, but um, almost, uh, but almost, yeah. it's right there. Yeah. This is all post um, last Jedi. I so. believe so. We're pretty close. Yeah, yeah, pretty cool. So um, it worked. All right, so Resistance Reborn came out uh, a couple days ago by Rebecca Roanhorse. Um, I'm 48 pages in. Nice. I'm a chapter five, I think. You're a chapter ahead of me. So far, so good. Ben, how are you doing? Uh, I have it on my Kindle. I, I, I got an email from Amazon that yeah. I have it on my Kindle, and I well, can't wait to start it. As usual, we're going to give our listeners a couple of weeks to read it, and you know, because and then we'll talk about it. So we'll I, talk I will about say it. that I am at a chapter now where we are back with some old friends. Some Ooh, there's some, and some, it's very interesting. I'm things are happening. Things are happening. Yeah, it's things. not just Gadolent and tea and calf. Yeah, there's yeah. things that happen in this book. <laughs> Not Tare White. I've read a couple of reviews that talk about this is kind of a really good example of pulling together the new expanded universe. So they're pulling from a lot of different stories. Um, okay. We already know that synergy? It's, uh, uh, there's synergy. some synergy with the Sewell comics, with yeah, the Poe Dameron comics, comics, with the, the Crook yep. planet. Um, along with, um, what, was the, what was the first series that came out, a book series that came out after? Aftermath. Aftermath. Oh, there's yeah. some synergy with Ooh, Aftermath. Aftermath There synergy? is definitely a some lot. synergy with it's Aftermath. It's a lot. So we're going to see some of those characters. Oh, Chuck Windish? Yeah, what they're doing well, 40 Well, Tem and Wexley. Tem and Wexley. Snap Tim and Snap Wexley. Yeah, Snap yeah. Wexley, as long as, as, as with you know, and possible other characters. Oh, and there's some wedge in yeah. yeah. no, We so already know that. It was the first three chapters. I was I was properly teased. So we'll talk about it in more depth in a couple of weeks on her on her next yeah. week is going to be pretty much all Mando, and then the week, week after, after that, that we'll do we'll, we'll touch on this a reading right. Rathar. Probably. Touch on it, I mean, probably yeah. we might do a standalone on this. Probably, yeah, right. I would think. Yeah. Super. Um, most nice. interesting character is definitely um, from the Aftermath books. So, so far where I'm at in the in in the story, I've uh, been introduced to a character who's from the Aftermath oh, books. Oh, so I must be past very, my... Very happy about where I'm at. You're not going to tell us which character that is. I'm not going to tell. I, I think the readers are gonna, it's right. enticing is it enough. Sanjir? It's someone from Aftermath. I'm very excited about it. Right. Connected to Wedge. Okay. Connected to Temin. Right. Very, very happy about it. Excited. All right. I'll probably get to the inclusion of this character. Oh, man. Awesome. Can't wait. Nice. All right. And now, a wrap-up of Rhode Island Comic-Con. Yes, thank you, Grex. Uh, so, uh, we all went to Rhode Island Comic-Con, yeah. uh, being from the Northeast. It was last weekend. Um, not a huge Star Wars presence there, um, though the 501st did set up a pretty mm-hmm. large camp. Um, and yeah. that was really cool to interact with that, those folks. Um, and uh, there were actually some interest. There were some interesting stories. Yeah. A couple of cool there. panels. Two panels. Of, uh, yeah. Cool people. Um, so I have three questions that I thought would be kind of a fun round table, um, that are somewhat Star Wars related and just general related. Um, I'm sure most answers will be somewhat Star Wars connected. Uh, first, uh, what was your favorite piece of swag that you got 
uh, from the con? Mm. You pick what was your favorite thing that you bought or found while there? Uh, sure, I'll start out. Um, I uh, bought a ten dollar poster that yeah. was uh, yeah, thirteen by nineteen. Um, and it was, so there was this one thing, they had a bunch of posters from literary and like movie areas. Mm -hmm. And I could have actually bought like 20 and been really annoying and like wallpapered my walls with all this stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, there was, uh, there was some dark tower stuff there that like actually in hindsight, I'm like, I I just probably should have held onto because I'm a huge, like they had a wasteland. So they're, the, the way they're done is they're like screen printed 13 by 19, 13 by 20 posters, there were sort of like advertisements like go visit beautiful Jakku or yeah. you know these sure. these different like tra- places old school travel posters almost travel posters, a little yeah. bit like a little bit of, yeah retro they're like but they all had a different aesthetic to yeah. them um some were like mid century yeah um some were you know more literary and followed through what was going on but um i'm making the story too long i i got one for scarif yeah um because cool. they uh, it had like the large um at or whatever like the large um at yeah. ats but mm-hmm. like the ones that are um carry things with them right yeah. I, I forget the the, the mono um how dare you name for that i know right um, and obviously the planet, and then you see the Death Star, and the Death Star is shooting it at the same time, and then you have like a uh, silhouette of um, Cassian Andor and um, Jyn Erso yep. uh, on the beach, which is like a little dark, but I, I love it because the the style was synthwave. Yeah, I'm a big that's synthwave totally nerve. Yeah. Like, it's very yeah, yeah. so it's a little bit, and I also hate mashups. You should all know, but yeah, um, this was actually a pretty cool one. So it was like Scarif and like this synthwave, like really nice light color. So. That was a tough one because I went there with you. We we were together, and I'm yeah. like, if I if I buy one, I'm gonna buy a hundred. So yeah. like, I couldn't buy. They're only one ten bucks too, which is yeah, three for twenty five, three for twenty five. And I yeah. was like, oh, why don't it was I get three? Super close, but I would have wanted to collect all the Star Wars, all mm-hmm. the Dark Tower. Like every time I looked, there was like yeah. there was, I was a nerd for literally every genre that they had up yeah. there, everything they had. Great Lord of the Rings yeah. stuff yeah. too. Yeah. It was yeah. like it was. They were all really done. I mean, yeah. Bespin was beautiful. Yavin was really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, Mustafar actually was the other one, but I was, was just trying cool. to like, yeah. I'm like, I can't wallpaper my office. Right. <laughs> stuff. I, I already yeah. have like another screen printed, like, you know, I have an AT, uh, ST in for an Endor yeah. on like the other wall. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, so I, I, I showed some restraint and, well uh, and just got this one thing. Uh, great. Anything else uh, for me? I, for I grabbed a small poster of Return of the Jedi, like a Vader yeah, silhouette poster with, with Endor buried inside the silhouette of Vader. Mm. So the Return mm. of the Jedi at the bottom. bottom. Nice. Really cool. Then uh, I went with my kid, so he's six years old. I got a bunch of, like, we got so much stuff for him. I mean, the place was just yeah. so many yeah. toys and gifts and little trinkets. And the coolest thing we got were, like, these bootleg Legos that, like, someone had, like, hand-drawn <laughs> all these new characters onto, like, Hulk pieces oh, and Thanos so pieces. Cool. So you had, like, more Marvel characters than available from, sure. you know, official Lego Dude, releases. So cool. So we got a bunch of bootleg legos from the, i probably shouldn't be saying this but no, like six for 20 there yeah we got a lot i i know that because i bought six myself <laughs> we bought a lot of that and um yeah and so he is having a ball with all these marvel yeah. characters that were never issued a That's set so cool. he's know? in like 20 years from now he'll be like he'll be like yeah i remember playing with this lego but like they didn't i can't make find those. it yeah, they yeah. Make, yeah. <laughs> like, where did i get that yeah. from you know yeah he's a big um, spider-man fan and uh they had some spider-man villains that you can't get i don't think in the sense. yeah that place was super cool i bought so they were selling i think six for 20 and i bought six as well yeah. star wars figures so I, got, I got quite a good grab of those mm-hmm. though the one that they had the first day which was the emperor shooting lightning yeah they were out of by the time i went on oh, sunday yeah. so i didn't yeah. get it but i got three i really or six i really enjoyed um, for me, I think I got, I mean, these are a little more through the store, but there's been kind of two black figures.
years mm. uh, that I've been looking for quite a bit. And the first was Old Luke, uh, um, series, like yeah. like Black Series Old Luke, and I was able to get that for uh, a good price. Actually, yeah, less. Good price. Uh, it was like half. It was half. Price. It was actually less. Is that kind of like the deluxe case where it's like a little no. bigger? Has a little like no. so those on it, were selling. So those like the the Himanok two, which yeah. is just basically the same figure plus a rock. Yeah, like yeah. A rock was selling for sixty dollars, and him without the rock was selling for fifteen. So you I got, got 15, one, but a lot of the same Black Series figures yeah. that are um, were going for the thirty-five. Or yeah. Well, so you see, I collect troopers, and for some reason the prices are very expensive. Yeah, troopers. it's really interesting. Uh, and I got the yeah. other one. I got was a triple zero, which I wanted for yeah. my Doctor oh, Afra, awesome. which I paid a little more than what I would have paid to get off the shelf, but nothing crazy. Yeah, yeah. And then the last thing I needed, I want because it's I, I have I have. Um, Obi-Wan Kenobi from the original trilogy at work. And I'm going to have old old Luke at work. So I need my nice. my trinity of Jedi Masters. Okay. And so I need I want a Force Ghost. <laughs> I want a Force Ghost Yoda, which I don't think they I don't know if they make. Do they make that? Yeah. I don't think so, but I'm going to will it into existence because I want I want uh Yoda from The Last Jedi because that's my favorite Yoda yeah. le- teaching lessons is in the last nice. So I want those three, but I was able to get those two black figures and not spend an arm and a leg, which is super cool. Nice, yeah, super great. Uh, quick round, question number two. Any favorite cosplay that you saw that stood out to you? Oof. I can go first if you need to think about I, it. I, I can go. I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. Um, I, I'm really interested in all the Star Wars cosplay. Yeah. I, I was fascinated to realize that a lot of the Legends material is still very much yeah. alive with Lots. the fan base. Yeah. I saw oh, so many characters Kotor, from Legends. Yeah. Like, uh, it was, I almost maybe saw more Legends characters Me than too. I saw yeah. canon characters yep. at that convention. It just tells you that a lot of people really love these stories from Legends and they, they're not letting yeah. go easily. And you, those kind of the, the kind of uh, the, the affl- affliction that fans are feeling and the, the, the issues that we see with the divisive fan base, it's like it could be caused by this love of the, the Legends material that I see is very much alive and well at yeah. these yeah. cons. And I saw a Revan that was spot on. Yeah, I saw yeah, that some one legacy really characters from the legacy books. Um, I think Darth Talus is her name. The yeah. Twi'lek. Oh, yeah. she was so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, she's a red Twi'lek. Um, oh, and there was another one too, Darth... Um... Nihilus. Nihilus. Yeah, we saw Nihilus, Nihilus yeah, from Nihilus, KOTOR Nihilus, too. Nihilus. Nihilus. Yeah, Nihilus. I think yeah. Nihilus is probably the way to yeah. say it, but I, I, when I was a kid and I played those yeah. games, I just... Yeah, Nihilus. Nihilus. Yeah, oh, yeah, he's a Nihilus. He believes in nothing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, must That's be exhausting. Yeah. Well, he, 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 he eats planets for breakfast, so it's like... Yeah. That's what he so, does. So I'll go real quick, because my runner-up favorite, which is not Star Wars related, which was... Um, 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 Walter Sobchak? No, I saw some Dwight Schrute's that were spot on. Yeah, those were some of them were creepily good. Where I'm like, really good Dwight Schrute's. Yeah, Uh, the runner-up was uh, was Fat Thor. There's a lot of Fat Thors from Endgame. And by the way, I'm saying Fat Thor is a fat man, so I'm allowed to say fat. Yeah, I was Um, Fat Thor this Halloween. But licensing, I'm pretty sure. But my favorite was a Big Lebowski, which is not a far stretch, which was basically Fat Thor plus a White Russian. He was just walking around the White Russian, and I'm like, that's brilliant. Yeah. Um, but my real favorite, which is also somewhat Star Wars adjacent, but it was executively executively produced by George Lucas, so I think it counts. Which is someone had a uh, Howard the Duck. Oh, yeah, she was yeah. great. Yeah, that actually was like a puppet and spoke. Yeah, like, and we have I'll put a picture up on her Instagram because she allowed us to take her picture, and it would be mm-hmm. cool if I was putting it on Instagram. Yeah. So I wanted to wait until I talked about it on the podcast, and I'll put it up uh, tomorrow. 
that you can see that it was yeah. it was amazing like it and, actually animatronic and spoke it was really impressive yeah. i mean my funny. favorite and i don't know if it counts because yeah, I sure mean, I, first of all this is my first con so i was surprised by how many too. yeah oh, really yeah, yeah so, so i was surprised Shocking, by how many people how much cosplay there was it yeah. was like 50 percent. if yeah. i was gonna like guess yeah. i'd say 50 percent of the attendees yeah, were in costume yeah which is insane and so fun um granted it was like the day after halloween so that sure. might have helped yep but um it was great um uh so it, it might not count because it's we, they were yeah. a member of the 501st i think um, it counts he was yeah. doing but uh and i think actually you've already posted a picture of this um is c-3po like yeah there was like a movie caliber c-3po it was walking shockingly around. good yeah and, and mean, they're like, all really good but that was yeah fair. i mean all all the 501st like it's no. it, it, like they have a yeah. standard of excellence but uh, like this c-3po like was I, I couldn't believe it like it was it, it was really astounding yeah. to be next to um like person in a suit like anthony daniels style yeah you know the full thing gleaming gold armor with like a light up eyes like yeah just oh, wow. it was perfect it was yeah perfect. so yeah that was my favorite nice um, favorite thing to see yeah i was i've never been to a con before because i'm not a huge fan of crowds of people that yeah. t- tend to turn me off i tend to if i go to a concert which yeah, i love yeah. going to live music but i tend to hang yeah i like i like seize and hyperventilate when i'm around a lot yeah but this did not trigger that at this because there's so much to watch like i think yeah. i would totally go next year because of the cosplaying like it distracts like i'm just like oh look at that look at that look at that like yeah. i would totally go it's so much fun um we were fortunate enough this is kind of the third question to see two panels um while we were there the first was the bounty of bounty hunters of star wars and yeah. they had uh Catherine monroe who played zuck zuckus on there uh bill hargraves who created ig88 yeah he and was hilarious he was hilarious and john morton who played uh, boba fett in the scene where boba fett is talking with vader yeah. in the scene with vader and lando and boba fett yeah. Um, and then we also saw the next day we saw they changed the name a couple times, but it was the the aliens and creatures panel. Yeah. Um, with uh, Jonas uh, was there for Chewy. We'll talk about Jonas, I'm sure, momentarily. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mark Dodson, who did the voice uh, and, and and animatronics for um, Salacious B. Crumb. Crumb, yeah. Don't forget the middle initial. Mike Quinn, right. who uh, was it was uh, Nine Numb. And Tim Rose, who did Admiral Akbar. Yeah. Um, so we we saw both. Um, some of us saw both, and it was fun and really. I mean, you're a Star Wars nerd. If you could sit for 45 minutes listening to the people behind the scenes talk about it and be like, "That was too short." Like, can you <laughs> right, please right. keep telling stories? <laughs> yeah. Um, so my question was kind of like very. They said so much, but there was was there one kind of favorite story or thing they revealed that you know kind of most memorable moment of either of those uh, panels for you. I can tell a quick one if you want to. Yeah, why don't you get it started? I, yeah. So Bill Hargraves, who did IG-88. This is real deep lore. But I, one of my favorite pieces of mm. Star Wars trivia for the longest time is that the IG-88's head is the... Um, oh, right. Is, is behind, it's, it's also featured in A New Hope. If you look at the cantina on Mos Eisley, it's the drink dispenser's IG-88 right. head. So you see that pointed out in so many nerd things online. And I think someone actually asked him about that. Yeah, and we came up. It came yeah. up, and he just was like, "No, that's not actually true. Like, it is the same yeah. thing." But I didn't take it from that. We both. I went to a separate like junkyard and found this yeah. piece of technology and used it. So I think it's really interesting. Yeah, we, I understood it as there was like one airplane parts yeah, junkyard. Exactly. And that's where all of the guys, they're all just you kit know, the kit bashers, yeah. were like they went to 
to make this stuff. And mm-hmm. yeah, he was really interesting. He was funny and like had this whole like <laughs> shtick where he was just like, it, you're all idiots. Like I'm amazing. IG-88 is the best. Is it really IG-11 Dread- and yeah, Mandalorian? He yeah, refused he, to say it. Yeah. Yeah. He would like refuse to say that. He was just like droids are the best, like high, most evolved like creature. It, it was a funny shtick. Yeah. He was great. And, and, and I mean, they all sort of collaborated. It wasn't like these, they all just like, congratulations. You are now the voice of like nine. No, like these were the creature department people. Yeah. Um, they all shared jobs. I thought that was kind of the coolest thing. Yeah. He's like, he's like, well, yeah, you know, I ended up being the, you know, just because he was like, Mike Quinn like looked at Nine Numb and was like, you know what, we can do that better. And, yeah. And he pitched it, and George Lucas was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and that was it. Just do and that's it. why we got, you know, like he was like, we could do eyes. He's like, what actually if make we, I just work them. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, we can articulate the mouth with like a, as a hand puppet, as opposed to like making some other thing, you know, or just having him sit there and be nothing. Yeah. Um, it, and it was funny. They're like, we're going to give him lines. And they were just like, okay, I guess we're going to give him lines. Like, he was <laughs> yeah. supposed to do nothing. And then it was like, we're going to give him lines. And Yeah. And I guess Mike Quinn talked about like, he knew there would be like these posts, just lines put in. And so he yeah. was like, well, I want to know what he, what Nine Nubs is saying yeah. so I can articulate him the right way. And so he was just like, so Mike Quinn just wrote these lines that he thought would be the reaction to what Lando was saying yeah. and walked up to George Lucas to be like, is this what <laughs> yeah. he's saying? And George is like, uh yeah, <laughs> it's just like sure. <laughs> so, so, but like, so George Lucas, sure. yeah. And yeah. Like when he's directing, he's probably just like whatever. Okay, yeah. I mean, which is you know a tribute yeah. to George, where he's just like able to sort of be like, well, this is taking on a life of its own, and great. You know, it, you, yeah. you hire good people, the best you know leaders do that. It was interesting too because that bounty hunters line were three people who aren't currently working in Star Wars. Right. That, like, and, and so they were able to talk a little bit more. Um, I don't want to like you know tell tales out of school but they were a little more like the original trilogy the best trilogy right everything yeah. else doesn't matter kind of they like you got like that, that vibe and you got the vibe yeah. from the audience as well it mm-hmm. was, i didn't they I, were well was, from maybe the moderator was, was they, moderator, they say the word disney yeah. a lot yeah yeah yeah. yeah yeah and it was interesting because then when you went to the second panel which was the aliens and creatures two of them are working currently and right. and three had three of the four had worked on the disney movies yeah um, and they were much more, it didn't feel like they were just like saying it to say it. They were much more like, no, this is great because as puppeteers, we have the best combination. We still do, we yeah. still do practical and then the, and then the visual effects can just wipe out all the other stuff. And they were yeah. kind of talking about mm-hmm. it. I thought it was really interesting to see those two generations, even yeah. though they're all the same, similar ages yeah. talking They about have very that. different things. And, and Junus, yeah, is, yeah Eunice, uh, was very. I don't even know. Junus or Eunice, I don't know. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. I know. Um, they say it differently every time I hear it. We could have asked him. We met him. We got a photo. We met him. him. Yeah, the photo um, was on Instagram. Well. Wait, super fun and very uh, but yeah he's, i'm just i'm just gonna say it tim rose admiral akbar was like a little critical of the new way that movies were made and eunice was pr- protective of it and and mike quinn was too i felt to a, mm. to a standpoint mm. i felt which is interesting yeah i mean um, it was a little old school new school and like i mean we're talking about like creature effects yeah like philosophies right. of how like practical effects should be made so it's like it's not a very serious thing so um but but it, it was interesting like tim rose was a little chafed was, at perhaps akbar's demise or maybe knowing but, not, but he, he seems not, like the whole experience has ground his gears a little bit a little bit it was really interesting because one of the people who asked questions the audience asked questions asked tell me one thing that's better and one mm. thing that's worse oh, and man. and mike quinn who's nine nub who just said 
isn't it all better? <laughs> and I think I think Tim Rose was kind of like holding his tongue. He said, "Well, we don't do we don't do uh, uh, rehearsals anymore." Yeah, and we you don't can do feel this more yeah. going on, and you can feel Mike Quinn and Eunice basically or Eunice basically going like, "No, no, it's 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 better now for X, Y, and Z." And yeah, a lot like, of the philosophers like we're filled with hope. We're doing like it's, it's more. It didn't measure. feel like lip service either. It felt more like we're able to do our craft better now yeah. with the technology using it properly. You know, I felt that it's interesting. There was this undertone between overtone in the first panel, undertone second panel about yeah. the prequels a little bit about the fully CG that you could feel them. Yeah. Like the first panel, like actively talked yeah. a bit about that, mostly because the moderator pulled it out of them. And the second panel was more you could feel that undertone of like, no, no, like CG has this purpose and it's to help enhance practical right. effects. I mean, they, they, they're professionals, they're yes. creatives, they love what they're doing, and you're going to be protective yeah. about your yeah. craft no matter yeah. what you do. Um, but that was that was just sort of some interesting stuff to see. I want to break one possible spoiler. Uh, yes. Based on what they said. So um, I can't remember where it came out of, but Mike Quinn talked Oof. about wanting to actually have more of a role for Nine Nub a little bit. There was a moment mm. of him. And all I could point, I, I poked Ben a little bit because <laughs> I, he pretty much guaranteed, at least in the shooting of Rise of Skywalker, who knows in editing and who knows what gets dropped, that we're going to get a nine nub laugh. Oh, yeah. Like, wait, I got, wait, 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 wait. wait. <laughs> I, He all but guaranteed it. Like, it felt yeah. like there was a moment where he's like, I can't really speak, but I. Well, I when Hux dies, have... you need to have nine nub laugh, like, yeah. following that. And Adam won't say this, but uh, Adam asked questions oh, at both panels know. for us, and he did a fantastic job. Thank you. Uh, one was if there would ever be a lead actor in a live action um, uh, movie that's an alien. Um, and then they sort of dodged that. They didn't really answer they, very well. well but it was a, I thought it was an excellent question. It, it led to a really interesting discussion. It did. I, it I did. was really appreciative of what they said. I was able to also slip in our favorite scene of hopefully getting Chewie and Nine Nub mm-hmm. in in the same thing, which we which I thought after it was it was great. You're like, well, this is something that we definitely want to see, and they're like, haha. But um, we actually did kind of get it in the comics, right? We got the fist bump, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. in in the in the thing. But it, I didn't want to be that guy because they've yeah. clearly because there was a moment where because yeah, yeah, yeah. there was a moment yeah. Jonas mentioned because my question was like what and if you think so, which they all said, yeah, we need it. What elements yeah. would need to be there? And Yunus said, well, Chewie's hard because it's that, and he's like, well, you need a talkative sidekick, right? And I wanted to be like. I wanted to like push up my glasses and be like, well, actually, if you read the Chumaka miniseries comic, <laughs> which I'm like, clearly they don't read the comics, but that's, no, but, no, but he don't. is, yeah. but that to me is like confirmation, right? He's in yeah. tune to what you need, which is you could totally have a Chewy movie. You just need a human sidekick right. that is yeah. reacting to what yeah. he's saying. Yeah. I didn't get to ask Jonas about like, if he knows about other Wookiee characters or is interested in playing other Wookiee characters or if he just wants to play another character in the galaxy right. or the human or whatever, yeah. it's fine. But I'm saying like, he, if he wants to show his range and do some more stuff, he could easily be black chrysanthemum in the yeah. Mandalorian yeah, totally. if John Favreau and yeah. Dave Floney are right I, I, yeah. the lifespans are undetermined for Wookiees right I mean like yeah. why can't black chrysanthemum show up in the Man- totally Mandalorian be and then you get Jonas Jonas gets he some range he gets to explore yeah. different gestures different attitude as a Wookiee yeah. and it shows everyone what, what a brilliant actor he is there's yeah. no reason we can't get Chewie in any of these series including I still think there's a there's a good shot of seeing him in the Obi-Wan series yeah Chewbacca Chewbacca yeah. Chewbacca here is the co-pilot on the Millennium Falcon. Yep. 
Yeah. You know, like, it sounds like almost it's, like he knew that There's enough a of a dodge like, to be like, they could have met each like, other. Why did he go to, like, Mos Eisley? Maybe he knew he's like, well, I got to Obi Wan gravitates towards Chewie right, when he gets to Shelvin's Cantina. He does not find that's what I mean. He's like, Chewbacca yeah. Plus, here don't forget, first Yoda <laughs> has might, met. Like, went to him. Yoda has met Chewie. So there's this connection that you get yeah. kind of oh, painted. Oh, yeah. Oh, so you're doing like Chewbacca, a, tar- a tarful Chewbacca type thing. Where it's like, Obi, maybe they come to Obi and they tell him that Yoda's gone here and he's gone there. Something. So. We'll see, but I it was a lot of fun, and they were super talkative and really positive about Star Wars. Yeah. It was good, and so was the crowd. That was a good thing yeah, to see. Is like, like I got a little nervous about certain. So I'll be honest. When I was going to ask that question, I was going to ask it along the lines of, "Isn't it important because Star Wars is so much inc- more inclusive now to have aliens in the forefront?" I didn't ask it that way, and all of them actually engaged it in that way. Even right. Jonas said it's so important now. That there's so many more people being represented. Right. Like they use that yeah. idea. So they're tuned to this idea of like it's what probably, is more yeah. representative. It's than probably aliens. the most powerful example of like yeah. tolerance that you can explore yeah. with a narrative, which is hey, there's a character who is not from your world, your surroundings, or anything yeah. like you, yeah. or has any shared knowledge with you. Yeah. And you're going to go on a story with them for three hours, you know, whatever. Yeah. Well, it was, a, it was an amazing experience going to Comic-Con. Super yeah, excited cool. to do it next year. And and we talked to a lot of people, and we might have lined up some interesting, hopefully yeah. some interesting interviews. Well, we won't say more than that, but hopefully we, we met some interesting people that we'd like to you know, introduce you to. Yeah, it was so crazy to just like turn a corner, walk into a room, and there's Eunice just like standing yeah. there like, hey, how are you guys? And like, yep. pretty, yeah, uh, pretty, pretty amazing stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then all the other people. That yeah, and I'm 6'4 so. or 6'5. Oh, and point. he dwarfed Dwar- yeah. I felt... I did not realize how tall he was until he was standing next to Grant. I'm yeah. like, that is a he's, tall, He's tall very man. thin, he's very narrow, yeah. and he goes yeah. to the moon. He's yeah. so tall. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, but, but just the sweetest, nicest, kindest super nice, kind yeah. of person you could ever want to fill that whole yeah. Peter, fill Peter May's shoes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, a great trip. Um, suggested to any of you, if you've got a con, like just go Do with it. these people. Like, yeah. Why not? It's, it's like, it's it's your people. Yeah, <laughs> like You'll feel exactly, so instantaneously exactly. welcomed. I, yeah. So, um, awesome. Well, um, thanks again for listening, everybody, uh, to this episode. Very dense. There's a lot of things that happened this week. We're, like, in the the maelstrom right now up until uh, Christmas or uh, the end, you know, year end um, with with Star Wars stuff. So, um, thanks for listening to us. Keep tuning in. um, And we will talk to you next week uh, with, you know, talking about the first episode – First oh. and second episode of The Mandalorian. I think first we'll episode, that. yeah. Second episode, I think we'll have to be oh, kicked to the next it. week. Um, but uh, yeah, we're, we'll we'll get into it, and then um, in two weeks we'll be doing yeah, probably a separate episode for The Mandalorian, and then maybe a separate episode for um, Resistance Reborn. So a lot of great content. Um, enjoy the galaxy, and may the Force be with you. This is Grex Kondak signing off for the latest breaking news. Follow at Core World News on Twitter. And Instagram. Thank you, and good night. Remember, the Force will be with you, always.